already signed, Sarah? We just started the damn show. I'm in, I'm in so much on my mind. Before I cuss again, let me just play this real fast. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and enforced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Yeah, doimoy. You want to go with me? Doimoy? No. Oh. Okay. Well, Thank you for the invite, though. Right. But I actually already have dinner plans this evening. Oh, you do? Who are you going yeah, out with? I'm just going to have dinner with some friends, you know? Oh. Oh, you never ask me to go. Well, because, Sarah, you're boring. Oh. <laughs> We've got a 515 res if you change your mind. Really? <laughs> okay, well, I'll make sure to remember that for whenever. I don't know why. Well, I'm just saying, come on, you know, anybody's welcome. We're going tonight. Okay, okay. A lot of fun. Okay, that sounds great. Uh, welcome to the Hey Frage podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, along with my dear, dear friend, Sammy Kay. And I, I don't even know where to start. You don't major, know where to start. We have major, we have major, major dilemmas. Well, first of all, one, I have a personal issue of saying no. Yes, you which, do. Which I'm going to be open about and vulnerable about, and you're going to hold my feet to the fire okay. on this. And then number two is, again, in our lives, we've been presented with an offer. Mm-hmm. Now, this offer, I'm going to say, is the best offer we've had so far since okay. embarking on our, our own podcast It's an all right journey. offer. Okay, okay. But we're at a crossroads because we have been given the opportunity by a major, major... This is is the dilemma. A major news outlet has come to us and wants to to cover our GoFundMe party. Okay? Not really cover it. They want to do a little interview about it, which is part of a bigger story. So it's not just like a feature about us. Okay? Is there a plane going over us right now? Is that... Can I honestly hear a plane right now? I don't know if you can tell, but the podcast sounds different today because we're in Sarah's apartment. We're actually podcasting from my apartment. Isn't this amazing? Don't you love this? Yeah, don't worry. And I got a bunch of beef to bring up, too. But you just continue with this big news that you want to talk about. So, um... Anyway, they want to cover to, to cover the story, the GoFundMe. If you're not familiar with this GoFundMe, a couple about a month and a half ago, we came up with the concept with Trump opening the old post office hotel here. He has a presidential suite that's like 6,500 square feet. It's got its own private gym, 20-person dining room table, the whole works, okay? Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, we decided we're going to do a GoFundMe. It was $33,000 to rent this thing on election night. So stupid. It's ridiculous. And we were going to have a massive party. Petting zoo, wall, immigrants. Awesome. Danny Black videos, who I've declared as Maryland's number one male porn star. You give that guy a lot of free publicity. I'm just saying you you give him. No, I've seen it, Sarah. And you give him a lot of free publicity. I like him. He's sweet. He, you know what? He's like he, with everything else. You just like to say like vaguely what it is. But every time you mention a porn star, you must say his full name no, every time. I enjoy him. Okay. So anyhow, we were going to do this whole party. OK, but this on the flip side of this. And, and now this major publication wants to do a little a, bur- a blurb on it, which could now catapult us to to another level. It mm-hmm. would get other news outlets to cover it. A lot more people would probably come. We'd probably get. I don't know if we'd hit our $33,000 goal, but we would hit a goal and we would have our election night party, even if it's not at Trump Hotel. Because, by the way, we've called Trump Hotel several times. They won't return our phone calls. They will not rent to us, which isn't that discrimination. Um, if we have the money. Now, granted, we don't have the 33000 yet. But if we have the money, isn't that like discrimination? I think that's, I think they just are using the whole argument that it's a private place and they can do whatever they want. And unfortunately, Sarah, we're two like white people. I may be Arabic, but I'm still pretty white. Like that's well, not that really. Should, we should be able to get in. You can't discriminate against white people. Oh, well, anyhow. So, okay, that is the offer that's presented. By the way, I'm going to get so much heat for that comment, and I don't care. <laughs> Bring it on. And then the other part of this is we've been given an opportunity here in D.C. Um, to expand the podcast in a digital way, mm-hmm. like a digital visual way. And a digital platform. But with going on that digital platform, they, we cannot, we can't do both. We can't do both. We have They're to trying come, to put the kibosh on our raging party on Trump on election day. 
I almost call it Trump Day. Is that weird that I've been calling Election Day Trump Day? <laughs> yeah, that is weird. I don't think a lot of people are going to like that. Yeah. It's Jill Stein's Day. Yeah, no, it's Trump Day. I just call it because no one really cares about the election anymore. They just care about what's going to happen with Trump. I'm so I'm so torn. Honest to God, I don't know what to do. I've called everybody I know. My mom thinks it's ridiculous. She says, go with the digital opportunity. Because the digital opportunity is money and exposure. Mm-hmm. This this time this, this um, is exposure, article, but you don't actually know what it's going to. Okay, you know, so what do we choose? It's a gamble, Sarah. Like I said, you're either going to have to shoot the dice with this one. Okay, we're going to be like, fuck it. We're going for the exposure. I'm going to kill my opportunity at this other place. And then maybe it can pay off. Maybe it could be nothing. You know, I think in a time and I think, you know, with someone like that writing an article on it, I think it could be a huge, huge thing for us. But also, I don't think it'll be like the end all be all. You know what I say? Like, I look at other people who have like really good careers and they pass by a lot of stuff because they're really good and they know they can always do it again. Like, let's be honest. Okay, I think okay, that we, that's I, making me feel better. Like, we're not, you know, I'm not, we're, we're not some journalist in Topeka, Kansas. You know what I mean? It's like, this is my one chance ever to go viral in my life. Like, I feel like you've done it before. You'll do it again. You know, that's how it is. Okay. You think so? Yeah, man, uh, absolutely. But do you feel like, I feel like this is the bigger issue Trust me, I want to do it. And I want to stick it to the man as much as anybody because, you know me, I hate giving in and being, and being called a pussy. But even I'm telling you, if we if we say screw the man, okay, screw the man. Financially, we're not going to have a lot. No, we aren't. It's going to screw us financially. Right. It really fucks us financially and probably video wise because because yeah. we will not be able to pay anybody to shoot and edit. We'll have to shoot on our iPhones and then I'll have to try and beg you to do it for oh God. free. Oh God. To edit when you're not working. Like How I do you said, feel about that? Oof. Well. <laughs> I mean, when I think about it that way, it makes me think a lot differently. <laughs> well, that's our option. That's the option. I don't it's, see it at this point. It's that's back why. to you and me getting paid every week, or do you want to forego that, fuck the man, we do this publicity, we do the party, and then we see what comes from it. I just don't... I guess my thing is, I would just be worried that with a lot of the articles and stuff that these people you know, post, that it would just be lost, and it's literally going to be news for 24 hours. And we're just hoping that once it becomes there, that it goes, gets picked up by a bunch of other sources from that. You know what I mean? Right. So, uh, <laughs> that's tough, man. It's a gamble. It's literally us gambling right now. We have to figure out what to do. See, I don't think I'll actually know, know until I'm you finally so... call me for the last minute. You're like, all right, Sammy, I'm literally answering right now. What do you say? I was like, fuck it. Let's do this. Or let's do this. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say yet. I honestly don't know. We're going to have to wait and find out. Does Sarah lose one of her jobs and does Sammy end up homeless? Or I'm so upset. I mean, I just can see it. I, I can see it one way or the other. I mean, I think if we say no, we... I'm, I'm checking my email right now to see if this corporate job emails back. Yeah, they have. I'm just like, I don't know. Did they say anything good? Probably Was it not. positive? Or did they just tell you to suck a fat one? Oh, no, they write, great. I saw a Facebook post about two opportunities. Mm. Oh, I Facebooked about this this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops. <laughs> what well, because it's all fucking you. I can't tell you none of this would have happened if you don't Facebook so much, Sarah. First of all, I love sh- Facebook. Why did you no, Facebook do, about it today? Because. Because why? When you know you have this opportunity coming in the pipeline and you know it may be a conflict of interest with somebody, the last thing you should be doing is promoting one or the other. You should just pretend like nothing's going on until you get the promotion. I'm going to teach you the rules, girl. Well, sooner or later. Like, if I was in your position, what I would have done was I would have kept my mouth fucking shut and just not brought it up ever again until that article came out. And then, and go, then oh, been like, oh, whoops. I don't know. It's the first rule we ever look at this. I know we hate radio, Sarah, but they teach you one good rule in radio. What is it? Um... Beg for forgiveness. Don't ask for permission. Oh, right, right, right. Okay? You beg for forgiveness. You never ask for permission. All right? We are in a position that they, like, really, like, come on now. Oh, it was a mistake. I didn't realize they would pick up on that. We just had the the page still up, well, blah, 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 blah. I... They called me. I just responded back. I didn't really think anything of it. Didn't really realize. But the know. fact that you promoted it, you know, it gave these other people, you know, a cause for worry. I'm so disappointed right now. I don't know. I'm so bummed. Can we well, stop yeah, the show? I, am too. I don't even want to go on. You don't want to go on? All right. Well, it's the Sammy <laughs> show, guys. <laughs> no, here's my problem, too. And I think this lays into what you're saying. I can't say no. You don't say no. And the no problem is becoming so... 
I feel like it's becoming such an issue for us. I feel like at times the show gets compromised because other people come in and try and influence it. And I need to just, I want you to remind me that our success depends now on what I say no to and not what I say yes to. You have to treat this, Sarah, like it's an all-out war. Like you are a spy and you are doing espionage, okay? This is how it is, Sarah. You got to say no to a bunch of people because, unfortunately, a lot of times you have to think, yes, I would love to. Yes, that would be fun. Yes, um, it would help you out a lot. But, unfortunately for me, no, because that will not be beneficial to me at all. At all. As much as I want to help you out as a friend, as a colleague, as a, you know, as an acquaintance, whatever, the answer is always going to have to be no. And things like this, like, and I even say no to a lot of things like social media, right? Because it makes it important. If I'm promoting everything day in and day out, no one pays attention. But when I promote one thing once a week, people are like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. You know? Like, for instance, Sarah, like, you know, if you'd have just looked at yourself in the mirror and said, you know, because I know you woke up, you're like, ooh, we have this good opportunity with this. We should advertise it more and promote it more. You got to also look at yourself and tell yourself, no, Sarah, no. Okay, we have this opportunity. Sometimes you just got to wait. Like, you've gotten to the Olympics, Sarah. You're in the middle of the marathon. Okay, you're in first place. You just got to keep on running for another two hours. All right. But instead, you're going to try to do something to be like, you know, oh, my God, I got this. Like, no, 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 no. Just keep on running for two more hours and wait till you actually finish the race, till they give you the gold medal. Then you can tweet, Facebook, whatever about it. You just got to learn to say no. No is my favorite word in the world. Look, people ask me all the time, like, when we're walking on the streets, people ask people, like, all the time, hey, do you have any cigarettes? Hey, can I buy a cigarette? No. My friends always go, sorry, man. Sorry, dude, my last one. Oh, sorry, brother. I wish I could help you out. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Fuck that. I look at them straight and I go, no. No, just absolutely no, not. Absolutely not. And they're like, okay. And I was like, no. I paid for these cigarettes, so I'm not giving you one. No. <laughs> no is a great word to say, Sarah. Well, I feel like this, this is my, I guess, what I'm wrestling with. And what I love so much about you is like you are willing to roll the dice either way. But I think for me, the hard part is, is I feel like. When So we were on here on a radio station called 107.3, and we came back for a radio show called Sarah Tyne Mel. And I feel like I compromised on that opportunity all the time, every step of the way. You right? did. You compromised the entire step of the way. From the start, because I wanted you to co-host, and that didn't happen. Ty was part of the and deal. And so you compromised, you compromised, and what ended up happening a year and a half later? We all got fired. Boom. So that's the thing is I'm just a little worried that we have worked really hard all this time to... Um, to get this opportunity, like a New York Times article. And then, like, that's being shut down. But we have also have this other opportunity where they're saying, hey, look, yes, use Sammy. Bring Sammy in. We'll film Sammy. We'll do a lot more with him. So there's, I mean, there is, it's definitely, at least they're saying yes to you, this company. Yeah. Well, I wanted them to say actually yes to me. <laughs> they usually seem to avoid me like the plague when I'm around. But. So. But I just feel like, fuck, are we giving in? Are we, are we giving it up? We'll are have to we... just wait and find out. I don't know. i got to think on this a little bit more. So do a lot I. of information I mean, that I just got. So I'm sorry the show is like on a, it's on a tangent. It's in a weird vibe right now today because I feel like both of us have to think about this. We ha- and the guy wants to interview this afternoon. Wants to do a little interview. And by the way, this isn't like all about Sammy and me and the GoFundMe. It's yeah. it's part of a larger story, basically talking about the climate and mm-hmm. like election night parties. So the other reality of this is, ooh, it might it just, be just be like a small it, little blurb that's nothing. That's literally one. It sentence. could literally be one quote. You know, Sarah Fraser, who's doing this GoFundMe campaign or whatever, says that you know her listeners and you know the listeners yeah. to the Hate Fresh podcast really want to come out. That could yeah. be it. Yeah. All right, contemplate that. Um, I will as I'm in the sauna. By the way, does this is... Okay. Is your apartment... Bring up some things on the apartment. I want to talk about a, a couple of pop culture things that are happening. Um, and I know mm-hmm. you you have some complaints you want to tell me about. So what? I do, about your apartment. First off, it's hot as a motherfucker in here right now. Oh, yeah? Well, it is, yeah. But you like... But I know I you. I love heat. I know I you. It. And it's, but I'm looking at your thermostat, and it says 78 degrees. Do you realize that outside in the District of Columbia today, it is 67 <laughs> degrees, Sarah? Your apartment, which is what? On the sixth floor? It is on the so sixth floor. So it should be even heat's cooler rising. up here. Okay. No, no but heat rises. It's Sarah, warmer up here. Sarah, heat rises in a room. Okay, but there's no way that it's going to be that much hotter up here than it is down there. Not 10 degrees hotter, Sarah, when you're literally, what, you know, 80 feet, 100 feet in the air? 
Or, yeah, or 80 feet or 100 feet in the air, and it is like a little bit oh of a sun. Oh, my God, it is so But it's hot nice. It's like, don't you feel like you're cleaning your pores? All the time no. I feel like I'm cleaning mine. I feel like I'm just sweating through my shirt, and I'm going to have to go home and change. <laughs> well, no. I... I'm really sweaty, by the way. I can um, tell. What else did you want to bring up? I thought you wanted to. I thought you had something else you wanted to say to me. Yeah, I okay, do want what? to say this to you because here's the thing, Sarah. Part of you, I want to change you into me as much as I can. Okay, there's a lot of endearing things what? that you have going, but I think there's a lot of aspects of my life that you could really take on. Okay, one is. Never get caught. All right? You can do what you want. You can lie to me. I tell my friends this. You can lie to me. You can steal from me. You can, you know, cheat. You can do whatever you want to. Just don't ever fucking let me catch you. Because to me, that just shows that you didn't care about me enough as a friend. Okay. You know, Sarah, I bought you these Star Wars plates with specific directions to use them with Dan. And I walk in, and these plates are laying on the dining room table in the original box. And initially, well, we have no, used them. no bullshit. We because have. I just looked. There's not a single stain. There's not a single Because we anything. washed them, and then we put them back in there. I was going to eventually give them away to listeners because I figured, you know what? If it, if it saves my relationship, maybe it could help somebody else. So now you're bullshitting me, too. I am not bullshitting you. That's exactly why we have used them. I Snapchatted about it when we use them. And I don't really want to use them much because they are from, they're like they're made amazing. in China and they're, they're plastic. And I'm, I'm worried they'll leach chemicals. I don't like that. Really, Sarah? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that you're more likely to die from your own cooking than you are from these plastic <laughs> yeah, plates. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, well, we need to give them away at some point. You're just trying to get out of this. Look, this no, is you I'll taking over. Dan- you got to keep these forever, Sarah. Uh, would you forever. like a, Would you like some forever. sort of a, actually, a banana like sliced banana on no, no, no. I would actually like it if you somehow put them on display right above your TV right here in the living room. <laughs> no, that is not going to happen. Why not? I'm not doing Star Wars. How was that like any that? less embarrassing than your fucking ten foot tall like you know goals board podcast to do plan? Yeah, for that's us. a lot of shit. Well, you do realize people have Google Docs now, right? <laughs> Just throwing that I out there. Do, I do. Just, I don't like the Google Doc. You got to write it down on paper. There's something. There's something to that. No, there isn't. I hate when people say that there's something there to. Actually, it's like no, 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 no. That just to me shows that you're an old ass. Like no, there's it, nothing separate about it. There's no way that it's any different than anything else. Like that shows to me that you're so like wrong. you're an old ass. You're so wrong because there is something to no, it. No, there isn't. When you physically see it, the Google Doc, you see so much on your screen that it doesn't register. It means nothing. Sarah, it's the same thing. My eyes are still looking at something. They're looking at the dark and the light and the shadows in between. And it's comprehending those dark and light little, you know, chunks to be letters. And I'm reading them, no matter if it's on a computer screen or on a wall. Hmm. Okay. Like, I don't write anything. I write everything on memos on my phone or on a drafts list. I have like 5,000 drafts. <sighs> Just like notes, ideas, whatever. I know, and I do that too, but I keep journals. I have lots of journals everywhere. I love it on paper. You do realize you're just one fire away from being completely worthless again. <laughs> like, at least me. I'm having such a bad day. My, my self-esteem and, like, my, you know, I'm just going through a lot today. Oh, really? Yeah, What's because up? I feel like, you know, here's the thing. When I trust my gut, right? Like, I knew the Trump party was a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. It's an all right idea, but yeah, it's a good idea. And it's gotten us all the way to it the New has. York Times wanting, wanting us to do an article. Awesome. Awesome. Great. But then, you know, I feel like I compromise on other crap. And now here we are. I don't know. I'm having a really rough show. I really am. I'm not going to lie to you. And by the way, you can eat. Please email me your thoughts. I need to make a decision because this reporter wants to talk to us this afternoon, which as of now, I'm supposed to say no if we want this other opportunity. Can I tell you, though, after working with you for like 10 years solid, I've learned and I can actually tell from a distance if you're like a little disheveled, if you're a little like, you know, yeah, if you're a little like out of it today. And it's actually your left eyebrow. It's normally very, like, prim and proper, but sometimes you just got these hairs that stick up. And I call them your nervous hairs because, like, when you're stressed or nervous, like, one of the side ones in your eyebrow just, like, pokes out. Like, you know, like an old man, how it's all there, and then there's just one just, like, weird arched one that comes out? That's it. And, like, until you just touched it now, dude, your left eyebrow was, it was fucked up. And I was like, God, Sarah's in a bad mood today. I can already tell just by the eyebrows. Look, email us, Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, at HeyFrage.com. What would you do? I'm just worried that this is another crossroads. And at what point, you know, we, this show isn't about money. This no. show is about changing the world. Mm-hmm. So, fuck, am I, are we pursuing money? Am I just delaying it again? At what point are we going to catapult that we're John Oliver status? But I think what they're going to have to keep on doing is like, but I, here, 
And that's the thing. I when feel you like, look are at we people walking, like, are we, am I blocking our fame? Like, am I, am I really, like, am I keep, do I keep choosing the safe thing? You do keep on choosing the safe shit. I will tell you that much. You do know, but you knew that beforehand. Right, but I'm trying not to. I, I but you like gotta I be safer doing... once in a while. Like, shit, man. Wait, and also, I just looked at the board. Why does it say Sammy's vag on the board? What does my vagina have to do with anything? <laughs> oh, that was a segment that I thought about for Sammy's you. Sammy's vag? It was gonna be a voice alleviation greeting so we could do a Sammy's vag. So when people were having a bad day, they could email us their phone number or a friend's cell phone number, and you would call and leave a Sammy's vag message, oh, which God. is a voicemail, a voice alleviation greeting. Green. That's actually fucking genius, Sarah. <laughs> you like that? That's good. That's, that's really good. Like, see? see? All but, these ideas! On. But I was going to tell you, like, uh, I think the difference between people that go viral, right, and have, like, look, at the difference between people that have a viral video that gets 10 million views and then they do nothing else, you know, and people that consistently, the people that are the Jimmy Kimmels, the, you know, the, the John Olivers, as you say, the Oprah Winfrey's, the Howard Stern's, they come consistently with good shit, Right? It's not just a flash in the pan. It's not just like, oh, wow, this was a really good song. This artist is going to sell a bunch of albums this year and then nothing the next year. Like, you're trying to make yourself one of the greats. And so the notion of, like, Drake, I remember this one really good story about Drake is how he got his Blackberry stolen. He had a bunch of songs written on it. Oh, God. Right? When he was first starting off. And he goes, fuck it, man. I got a ton more where those come from. And he wrote fucking a hundred more goddamn hits so like do you think so it's, i think okay. you have to have enough confidence in yourself that all right cool so this idea and this hit of yours it's going to be stifled it's not going to actually come out it's not actually going to pan out right but do you have enough confidence in yourself that you have a fuck ton more hits behind you yes because you have to have that confidence and you actually have to have the hits like when i throw out all these ideas to you guys i'm really not too worried when it'll get executed because i know that i have a bazillion more fucking ideas in my head and you always do and i always have the craziest people just talk to me like saying what do you think this i'll just throw something out they go why the fuck do i pay a pr company i was like i know dude you should just throw me a free meal and i'll give you that shit i'll throw you that idea for free I know. You have the best ideas. There's but I'm just nobody saying, like, but you better. have to have the comment that you have those ideas. So is this a really good idea? Yes. Is this the greatest idea you ever had? Um, no. Then there you go. That's your answer. Then fuck it. The idea, it sucks. I really want to do this. Trust me. I was already talking about yesterday. Oh, my God. We were going to have pin the vagina on on, on, uh, on, on Donald Trump where you get this little vagina. You could go over there and try to, you know, grab his pussy and pin it on him. You know, like I was so excited about that. And like, ah. Uh, I you know. know, I may still just order the Donald Trump like <laughs> cut out and then play it myself. Well, the upper, here's the other part of this that that is the other part is they said that you could host the party, so I just might not be able to be there. Yeah, on election but what's the night, point? We're a could, fucking team, I know, okay? I already I got know. pissed that they tried to get you to host some other. They're like, hey, saying we want you to help out the election night stuff with Sarah, the debate stuff with Sarah, and then I clearly didn't get called the last time. <laughs> so, well, you know, I'm trying to be as PC as possible here and trying to, you know. Oh, well, everything else we can do together. So that's it. Until like, they go, hey, we don't like your stuff. Which is pretty soon with me, I feel. I'm a little bit rough around the edges. Oh, there's a couple of other stories I want to talk about. But Sarah at HeyFrage.com, will you like give us your advice? What do you think? And I talked to Sammy Simpson, who's been on our podcast, who's our passion curator. Can we just call him Simpson? Because I feel you like get I, confused. I get confused with myself. Okay, well, Simpson, I talked to him, who's a passion curator, who's like the one person, aside from you in my life, that always like holds my feet to the fire. And I know he's going to be like, no, don't, don't compromise. Yeah, which makes sense, dude. Why would you compromise, Sarah? Well, he's, he would say probably walk away from Like, the- you have everyone in your life that you supposedly trust telling you, fuck that, don't compromise. And what are you doing? Compromising. Compromising. You know what we should do? Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you to do this, and it's great. You know what you, the, my favorite thing to do, Sarah, and what really got me into saying no really well is turning down hot girls. Turning down hot women. Turning so down think- beautiful women. And why? Because when you can look at something that you want to say yes to so badly and look at it and say no because you know deep down it's the right thing to do, it's when you can really start saying no to anything. I would go out there and I'd like have these beautiful, I mean, beautiful, smart girls coming to me, wearing, you know, dressed to the nines, wearing all this fancy clothes, and they'd be like, hey, what's up? You want to meet, you know, you want to go have a drink? Da, 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 da. No. And it would kill me on the inside. Fucking kill me on the inside. But it was such a great confidence booster. But it was booster. such a great confidence booster. Oh my God. After that, you can say no to anything. 
you know. Now I don't mind when people are like, hey, man, we're going this awesome. Like, look, you just offered for me to go to this great dinner with you tonight. I could confidently tell you no because no. I have other plans. Which, unfortunately, Sarah, you would have had plans like, you know, to cook for Dan or something that night. Someone would have offered it to you and you'd been like, yes. Sorry, Dan, I'm not going to be Or like, you know, I can't do that. I know I could easily go to dinner with you at 5 o'clock and still make it out and meet with somebody else at 7.30. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I could. Yeah, you could just but come it's have about an me being, you know, It's about sitting there and actually, you know, I'm trying to... I'm trying to show you you the way, Sarah. No. Well, no. I appreciate it. No. Um, All right. There's a couple of pop culture stories, and then we can come back and revisit this. I know. Well, that's the thing is like, but you aren't exactly telling me to say no to it. Well, no, I'm not. This one, it's this one. This is a very gray scale. I just wish that you weren't having this, you know, this actual moment in your life where you're deciding to say no during this specific occasion because it's a very gray area occasion that I don't really believe in gray areas that much, but this is a pretty gray one. But anything else in life, I tell you, fuck no. Oh, and I'm going to take your advice because you have great advice. And I feel like over the last month, I haven't taken your advice. And there's so many people I needed to say fuck up. Thanks for your advice. No, fuck you. Yeah, no. All right, a couple of stories that I want to talk to you about and get your opinions on. Mm-hmm. One of them is, do you believe that Mark Burnett, who is the he's the big-time producer, he's produced, like, every reality show. He basically brought reality TV to oh, America, like, okay? Real World? Um, real World, Survivor. Apprentice, Apprentice, Survivor. Okay. okay, Mark Burnett. And he's married to... Um, Oh, God, that woman touched Untouched by an Angel. You know who I'm talking about. Who the fuck (laughs) watches Touched by an Angel? Why the hell would I know the woman on Touched by an Angel? Do you really look at me and go, wow, that man goes home, heats up a fucking bowl of hearty man soup or whatever, and then watch Touched by... You'd heard of the show. Sarah, no. Is that the one? All I can think of is Dr. Quinn Medicine. Yes, that's her. No, um, I don't... Yes, that's her. That's her. That's her. Mark Burnett's wife. You guys know who I'm talking about. Mark Burnett's wife is no way she's Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Yes, I'm serious. No, she's not. Wasn't touched by the angel. The only reason I know the show was wasn't the husband on there, like, accused of, like, having sex with kids. Roman Downey. Roman... Wasn't Roman... Oh, no. Roman Downey was not. You're right. She was untouched by an angel. I have no idea who that is. Oh, my God. You don't remember that show? You didn't watch that growing up? Oh, my God. No, you're talking about Dr. Quinn Medicine Movement is Suzanne... It was someone else. Hold on. Um, anyhow, what I want you—I want your honest opinion because Mark Burnett is getting a ton of pressure to release um, audio, audio or uh, written scripts about things that Donald Trump said on the set of Apprentice while they were taping. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is while they were taping, maybe conversations that weren't like when the mic was supposed to be off. Locker These are just room talk. Locker room talk that didn't make the final cut. Do you think Burnett has an obligation in a presidential race when this man is going to be president to release some of that audio? Um, I think he does, but I also think that as a businessman, he can't be that producer that sets that precedent because now when people are trying to pitch shows and now when people are trying to be a part of stuff, they're not going to want to work for a man whose company has leaked audio. Okay. Against the characters, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that he probably, I mean, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's for Hillary or for Trump. I don't really care who he's voting for, but I think that as a business like aspect, you could not do it just because, you know, I would look at it and say, well, why would I ever want to work on one of his shows if I know that he's going to sit there and hold this audio above my head and blackmail me for the rest of my life? Well, he would only do that if you were running for president. Yeah, but I don't know. You think Donald Trump really thought at that point? He literally just thought he was going to grab someone by the pussy. He had no idea he was going to be grabbing America by the pussy soon. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, by the way, was Jane Seymour. So it's Roma Downey and Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour, that's that chick that plays with uh, apes. Jane Seymour? No, that's Jane Goodall. No, Jane Goodall owns a snack company. (laughs) You're screwing me up. Anyway, uh, Burnett says at this point he's not going to release... Any of the audio of or transcript not. behind the scenes. You can't, Sarah. Like, honestly, you decide you want to run to be a city councilwoman, and people come and they go, Sammy, you have an obligation to show us the audio of Sarah. To play the audio of Sarah. Like, are you kidding me? Well, for me, I would yeah. never want to do that because it would just be such a, you know, like, it's, it's a very, it's a, I can't even think of a word right now. I just think as... If you're trying to make as big a decision of putting this country in someone's hands for four years, do people have the right to know that? No. In a way, I kind of feel like they do. I don't think Mark Burnett would release it if Donald Trump was, 
even just running to be a senator, I don't think you would. But I think you're talking a an election where nobody wants to vote. The two candidates we have, it's super blow. close. They blow. It's not super close now, supposedly, after the Donald Trump, you know. I just think that like, you don't want to do it as a business side of the president. And also, I'm not saying that I, you know, that I am, that what Donald Trump said was fine. Okay. But I'm pretty sure Teddy Roosevelt probably said a lot of more raunchy shit at some point. Like, this motherfucker used to put bears on an island outside of D.C. just to shoot them. And you don't think he said nasty-ass stuff about people? Hey, I mean, I like, was I just think that it sucks. So I think, if anything, people should look at this and realize, like, now in my head, once I heard about that, I literally started scouring my brain being like, Fuck. How much audio does, do people have of me just saying really inappropriate shit when I was off the air or, like, on videos that end up getting edited out, but they still have the raw footage? Like, I'm fucked. And people need to know that now. Like, when you have that mic on you, you really can't say anything. They're oh, always recording. Too. There is no... I mean, again, I, I already can foresee in a couple years when this show is worldwide. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? I've already... So I've, much is going to come out I've already written down us. three episodes that the second we go worldwide, I'm immediately de- deleting forever. Three episodes. <laughs> oh, that we've taped? Yeah, three episodes. Really? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. I don't even know. Sarah, really. okay, you don't remember? No, okay, hold on. Wait. Yo, now you remember those episodes? I think even on a national level, people won't be surprised that I said that. I'm still deleting those episodes okay. at some point. I think it's audio that we don't even know was recorded that we've already talked about from a former co-host oh. of ours that probably is going to release all of it. Oh, I don't give a shit at that point. I've said so many things. And if anything, I've already, here are things, Sarah. Go the difference for between it. you and me, The difference between you and me is I made sure that I had an out. Uh, yeah, I know. You've got stuff, too. I no, know. my out is this, though, okay? What is it? They decided they were going to release stuff of mine. They're going to say, oh, Sammy was this. I did a fuck ton of drugs, okay? I've been doing a ton of drugs my entire life. I am just one rehab trip away from being able to press reset on this video game called Sammy K's Live. That's it. That's the best part. See, Sarah, you, on the other hand, you are sober. You are healthy. You are going through it all with a clear state of mind. Like, Oh, thanks a lot. You know, so if anything, anything you said, that's all on you. Great. Thanks me, for incriminating hand, me. I can always, always, always be like, fuck it. Going to rehab, baby. Woo. Reset. Great. Thanks a lot. Well, I'm going to have to get some issues. I could go from shooting heroin and eating tuna melt sandwiches in your bathroom, Sarah. One trip to rehab and I come back America's sweetheart. That's all it takes. Well, I'll go for sex addiction, which, by the way, I have that issue. Oh, really? They're going to look at your hands and be like, no way. Hands aren't strong enough. (laughs) For sex addiction? (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, now you get it. There you go. Hey, speaking drugs. I didn't realize this, but now um, one of the... Sean Barber tested positive for cocaine before the Rio Olympics, but was allowed... He's a pole vaulter, by the way. He's a, he's a world champion pole vaulter. He's now coming forward, and he was from Canada, um, and he says that initially, behind the scenes at the Rio Olympics, there was question about him because he had a tryst with a woman the night before, 30 minutes of lovemaking, and he ingested cocaine while kissing her, and then tested positive the next day when he was going for his drug test before the pole ball. Is that true? Like, can you really... That's the defense he used, and can they let him... Can you kiss somebody and get cocaine? Can you kiss them so much for 30 minutes that you then ingest coke well, and then test positive in a drug test, or do you think this is BS? I mean, if they're putting, if they're doing a lot of gummies, so like when they take the coke and they rub it on their gums and their teeth to make their mouth numb, then yeah, imperceivable, that should be it. But I think it also dissolves really quickly. Mm. So like, she would have to sit there, like rub it on her gums and like put her tongue down his mouth almost immediately. Really? But I will say also, things like cocaine, it's like the easiest drug to get away with doing. Because it's in your system for 24 hours, maybe 48 hours, and it's gone. Well, the 22-year-old still tested positive. He says that the ordeal is even still being questioned, although he was allowed to compete. I will say this, though. I can actually... Here's one thing that I wish that judges did more drugs because any judge that has actually done cocaine or anybody that's actually judging this would have been like, yeah. this guy's completely innocent. For one key factor Why? in the entire story, Sarah, really? that everyone else overlooked, but the guy's innocent for sure. When you're on cocaine, your erections and you go for fucking hours. He was in bed for for half an hour. Yeah, the lady, it was no fucking way. He had no way he was doing cocaine. If he was if he was on cocaine, Sarah, he would have been in there for at least an hour and a half, two hours, just trying to finish, but it just doesn't work anymore. By the way, Barber had posted on July 8th, the day before his competition, an ad for a casual encounter on Craigslist. He used a pseudonym and was specific about wanting to meet, quote, a professional woman who is drug-free and disease-free. 
She obviously wasn't one mm-hmm. of those. Good for him. He was looking for a sexual encounter. This is what he told the Olympic board as a way to, quote, relieve stress. There he did. And he did. And I can tell you, look, at half an hour, he definitely wasn't on drugs. Half an hour is sober sex. Well, I guess so. He tested positive, though, with trace amounts of coke the next day. He says that he was absolutely shocked. He had been told by this woman that he had hired that she was not on drugs at the time. Who was the IOC representative? I'll tweet at them anonymously and just be like, hey, guys, just so you know, if you're doing a bunch of blow and you try to fuck, it's going to last like an hour or two. Um, I don't know who You're the- definitely not in and out in 30 minutes. No way. Barbara's attorney was obviously very good. His name was Paul Green. He made the case successful that Barber bore no fault and actually uh, had been doing his due diligence by posting on there, hey, drug-free, disease-free. Mm-hmm. See? I'm telling you. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Why would you get all the way to Rio, though, and then mess around like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, why would Sarah, you... you're in, really. Why would I go all the way to Rio, yeah, one of the most close. sexual areas in the entire world? One of the most. But why would you wait till after your competition? You're you're already there. Wait till your competitions are done, then go mess around with prostitutes on Craigslist. Said by a person that doesn't have a penis, Sarah. You have no idea what we I go guess through. So. Um, does it shock you that Americans really don't have that much credit card debt, and that these ongoing stories of oh, Americans have so much credit card debt and everything is actually not as big as what you think? Um, yeah, I would say that's probably right. Most people, really? I don't think, can get credit card debt as much anymore. Like, there's like it's so strict now. That is difficult. Like, I have a lot of friends that it's very difficult for them to get credit cards. And people also don't fuck with them, too. Like, I have a lot of friends that just keep a credit card just for emergency purposes only. Do you have a credit card? And do you have debt? No, no, no. no. I've, uh, I have a little bit of credit card debt. Not much, though. Like, I paid I off most of it. I have, like, $7,000 in credit card and debt. I paid off most of mine. I have, like, maybe, like, 500 600 bucks. I have, a, I have a ton of debt. And I don't, they didn't survey me. They said the average American only has $3,600 in credit card debt. That's, like, nothing. Uh, but the number, of course, doesn't tell the whole story. Um, people with, of course, higher incomes um, actually tended to have less debt, but it all did depend. If, you have, if you're making a $250,000 salary and you have $20,000 in credit card debt, they seem that that was rational yeah. to your uh, salary. Um, but they say that for the most part, Americans actually have their finances under control. I just what? Don't, I, I feel like they lie to us then. I do everything in cash. I just don't like the notion of like credit and the ideas behind it just because it seems like I have the money myself but yet I'm using this company to pay for it just so I have to pay them more in the long run just so I can build this invisible number so that one day someone will give me more of this invisible money that I don't really have like I'm not really a fan of credit. You're smart because I have credit card debt. They say another shocking finding of the study was that households in the worst financial shape have the highest credit card debt. Again, I don't think that's all that shocking. We already know that the average credit card debt among all U.S. households um, is about $5,700, and it's $3,600 for individuals. So there you go. But they say for the most part, people, a lot of Americans even have negative to zero credit card debt. What? Yeah, I know. Well, where am I? I need to be a part of that one. That's again, Sarah, one more reason to take the job. (laughs) One more reason to take that job. I know. I keep coming back to this. Financially, I guess, what would I do? Because, I mean, I feel like at this point, if I walk away from this, I've probably burnt a bridge. Like, maybe they'll just say to us, hey, we don't need to use you anymore. Yeah, that's probably exactly what they're (laughs) going to say. I know. So you can't really burn the bridge. So we got to take the job? You got to go for it, yeah. I'm just saying that if you're What's talking about your, has your, Let me check in with your gut. Has your gut changed over the course? We, we hit a couple stories. Has anything changed for you? How are you feeling? No, actually, I'll tell you, I compl- like I ate a lot of vegetables yesterday. <laughs> Did so, you use the bathroom? No, no, no. So I cleared myself out this morning. Like, I've been feeling fantastic all day long as far as, like, my gastrointestinal health is concerned. And part of that is I'm like, all right, I'm feeling good about this. Okay, so you are. You're saying, hey, you know we've got great ideas. I do things like this, right? In my life, everything good comes in batches. Everything bad comes in batches, right? I've had a pretty fucking good, like, four days so far. So I would actually say that whatever decision that we made today by going through with that, that's actually the best decision because I'm not in a bad decision area. You know what I mean? So, like, if this was in July when I was killing a dog every other week, like... (laughs) I would have definitely came to you and been like, well, Sarah, my gut's telling me we should do this, so we should do the exact fucking opposite of this, because I've been, you know, on a rut now. But right now, I'm on a winning streak. So I'm telling you, if I'm saying that you should, you know, continue on its opportunity, and unfortunately for the for the parte, sorry. The yeah, parte no mo. Yeah. The parte no mo no. Also, was that too soon for me to make a joke? No. I don't okay, think so, good. not at all. Good. Um, all right. Well, I wanted to check back with you and see how you're feeling. 
I'm feeling you fucking great. I'm not. I'm not feeling any better, honestly. I mean, I feel like I'm in a Turkish bathhouse, and I'm about to go take my <laughs> pants off and lay in some guy named Shafiq's crotch and have him slowly rub all the spaghetti off me, which is, by the way, what they call that dead skin. When oh. they rub it off you, they go, ah, oh, spaghetti. Macarona, oh, macarona. You've never see Sarah. I haven't been to a Turkish bathhouse yet. I'm telling you, nothing is straighter and gayer in the same experience than going to a Turkish bathhouse. Um, a couple more stories I wanted to ask you about. So, do you feel like the next big trend in fast food will be the drive-through salad bar? The drive-through salad bar? Mm-hmm. Oh God, let's talk about the most annoying line. <laughs> that is going to be the most annoying line ever. The new drive-through salad bar. You think that is? Um, I think the problem is with salads. Um, you see, like. We have all these like random like salad places around DC like chopped and shit, right? Chopped, sweet greens, sweet greens, whatever uh, they are. Okay, like, okay, whatever they are. Those lines are always ridiculously long because no one goes in and goes. Actually, I'll take that salad that's on the board. They go, I'll take that, but I don't want any of this. And I want some of this instead. And can I get this and this and take this off? But add this and only a little bit of this and a lot of this. Now you got to deal with that with them having to drive and speak over a shitty fucking like you know audio system where they're trying to be like what would you say I said kale motherfucker like no um I don't know you that you've been out to the west at all recently but salad and go is apparently huge with locations in Arizona they're franchising and now with millennials turning away from fast food nobody wants a Big Mac anymore no one will eat at McDonald's Chipotle's going downhill as well they feel like salad and go is going to be the next big thing so it's all customized used- salads at through a drive here. Toss and joy. Toss and joy. Toss and joy. Here it is, the little go green shop. Um, I okay, well, that's fine if it's just like if it's just like a little carryout place. But I think the no, notion of cars having actually parking like that's insane. No. Okay, they say it'll be the next big trend. I love this. I hope a lot of women have been participating in this because when I saw this, um, I was like, oh my god, unbelievable. But a New York Times writer, after Trump's um, argument or Trump's comments that were revealed about, of course, you know, grab her by the pussy, she ended up posting on Twitter. Kelly Oxford is her name, and she wanted to hear women's sexual assaults with the hashtag not okay. Over the past couple of days, Oxford has received over uh, has received millions, nearly 27 million people have responded to her Twitter page. Damn! Yeah, isn't that enormous? She was sexually assaulted when she was 12 years old. She initially said, um, I won't give details, but I was 12, and he went to jail. That was, um, sorry, that was somebody that posted towards her. That wasn't hers. Um, But she made a comment about being grabbed by an old man when she was on a bus, and she initially had said she'd put it up for a few minutes, and if no one responded, then she'd delete it. But within the first couple of minutes, she had 100 responses, and then over the past couple of days, she's now got 27 million. Isn't that great, all these women sharing their that's I really mean, great. It's not great in what you. It's not great when you realize how many women have been it. Yeah. sexually assaulted. But it's great they're sharing their experiences and they're turning into a positive. Uh, Wendy Luxenberg was one of the people featured. She's 45 years old. She posted on there. She was in an aisle away from her mom when a man walked by and rubbed her crotch. She was just 11 years old. Hashtag oh. not okay. I know. And the, the amount of sexual assault is unreal. Unreal. Ugh. I know, unbelievable. Actually, it's actually, um, uh, it's really disturbing, but I have ended up meeting so many people over the course of my life that have dealt with that. Really? And it's always something, like, and it could be something very minor, like, well, I was on a metro one time and this, or, but the amount of women that I've dealt with, and I'm not joking, like, I could say probably 85% of the women that I talk to on a regular basis have dealt with some sort of sexual harassment in public by a stranger. Once, if not multiple times in their life. I, and I'm not even talking about, like, and like, and then I also know people that have gone through, like, horribly tragic incidents. But, like, mm-hmm. just people that just get groped. Or, like, I knew a girl that literally was just walking down the street, walking out, and a car drove by. The guy stuck out the car and smacked her in her ass so hard. Really? That she actually had, like, bruises on her ass. And she had to go see a doctor for it. And, like, the guy just drove off. Like, I know people that have been groped in, like, elevators. You know, like in a packed elevator, like trying to go up to like a tourist location, you know, where like they were fitting 40 people in an elevator. And they just got groped by the time they tried to find the person taking the elevator downstairs and already gone. This person wow. literally just got on just to grow people. I'm, I've heard some amazing stories. Like people have written us, the women that listen to this, and I'm sure a lot of men too, um, listening to this as well. I've gotten some really just heartbreaking emails over the course of the past couple of years talking about it and then being involved with Slut Walk last year in mm-hmm. D.C. It was unbelievable. But again, I feel like, you know, I, I 
don't know where I grew up. I lived in a bubble. You no one ever Maine, tried to grow me. And you know what? You know when I was saying this to Dan this morning, I was like, nobody ever tried to grow me. Well, yeah, no, no one, one ever tried to date rape me in college. And you know, he said, "Well, you were a lot bigger then." You were. And I said, "What?" I go, "That's really things, really." Well, it's either that or like my my initial thought was, "Well, it's Maine, Sarah. Unfortunately, girls are second in line behind sheep there." <laughs> Was that too fucked up? No, that's not. Okay. That's probably true. Yeah, they're like, well. I think to myself, my God, I'm on all these metro buses. And then I think maybe I was sexually assaulted there like, is this... during radio days. But then I I thought to myself, I probably sexually assaulted the person right back. And how many people's crotches have I grabbed? I feel like I'm a sexual assaulter. Can I tell you, I've actually, I mean, this is going to sound horrible. But I recently woke up, like in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I was at a, I was at a lady's house, right? Was and she I, groping I you? I woke up in the middle of the night. And I was like. Partially clothed, partially not. Her the same way. And I just looked and I was like, oh, fuck, I got zero recollection. And I like, woke up the next day and was all like, um... You were date raped? You were raped? N- no, Sarah, I was not. Oh, God. Oh, if anything, God. I was saying, I would like talk the next day. I was like, so... You have no recollection at all? You don't know what happened? No, not really, not at all. Well, do you no. think someone gave you a drug? What happened? Sarah, no, I was fucked up. I know for a fact I was fucked up. Like, it was like, I was fucked up. I drank a lot. Well, look, I don't want this conversation is not to, you know, diminish anybody's experience no. by any means. But I'm just saying, you know, where am I? Well, I mean, I. Where are you? Well, yeah. you're clearly here with Dan. Not having to worry about anything. <laughs> well, no, but I'm thinking all these years. I mean, my God. Like, I mean, you know what? I mean, I'm, and this is terrible. This is how fucked up I am. But if I saw a man pull down his pants and start whacking it in front of me, I probably wouldn't even think that was assault. I'd be like amused. I'd try and get my camera. I'd egg him on. That's terrible. That is I am an terrible. assaulter. Um, actually, I think to myself, but, why doesn't someone drive? Thing, though, no one know? says anything. Like, no one says anything. I was on a bus one time, and this dude next to me just whipped out his dick, right? And just started, like, touching it and shit. And I was like... Hey, you were sexually assaulted. You've been I assaulted. Looked, and I looked around, and I looked, and other people are looking, and they just immediately see it and turn their head the other way. And so I'm sitting, I was like, yo, man, what the fuck, dude? And he's like, what you gonna do? And I was like, well, I'm clearly not gonna fight you now, because I know where <laughs> your hands have been. I actually know where your hands have been. So I will not fight you. So I just walked to the bus driver, and I was like, yo, man, the guy's got a dick out in the back. Like, aren't you going to do anything about it? He's like, man, I'll see what I can do, man. But if I do, i got to call the cops. The bus is going to stop. People got to go places. Okay. He's and I was like, all right. And bus. so I just sat there, and I tweeted at him. I was like, hey, Metro, thanks for the wild ride. You never know what's going to happen. Saw a guy's penis today. I will say this. Back when I was, I do actually think I was uh, groped inappropriately once. And that was when I was dating the older guy, Ed. And we went to some of his friend's house for cocktails. And the couple that was hosting, he got really drunk. And the guy did offer me a cashew and then tweaked my nipple. He tweaked your nipple and you're, <laughs> and you're like, I wonder. I think I may have been groped one time. This man gave me a cashew and tweaked my nipple. Sarah, that is the definition of grope. Like, there could not be a better definition written by Oxford Dictionary than to say, when a gentleman gives you a cashew and tweaks your nipples. He did. He went like, Beep. Stay away from my nipples, please. My nipples are But you know, when, and I'm sure people can relate to this. When it happens, you're like, wait, was that real? Did that really happen? You know what I'm saying? Or am I, like, did he just, like, you know, just. Well, I also like, deal with a lot he, of drunk guys, he, and they love to fucking touch my dicks, and they like, love to punch me in the penis for no reason. <laughs> So like, I feel like with guys, it's just like a thing that you're just so immune to that guys come to me all the time and grab my nipples or like they'll like, you know, tap me in the dick or they'll pat me in the ass. Like I get sexually assaulted by men on the regular, but it's not actual sexual assault, though. It's just, you know, I call it locker room groping. Okay. Like it's just private groping between men. That's no one's ever supposed to know about. Well, but that's odd to me, don't you think? Does it no, get it odd isn't. to you? I guarantee you when Dan's out with his buddies, like his guy friends that he's been known for years. He has one guy friend that does that like to prob- kiss him. Yeah, that's like what I'm saying. They probably kiss, him. dude. I got friends that kiss me all the time. <laughs> they always sit there. They'll be like, all right, man, see all you right, later. Isn't it, aren't you gay? I'm not like, sure what's going yesterday, on. Yesterday, one of my friends was just hanging out at my place, right? And like he just passed out on my couch. And so I kept on sitting there and I kept on like tickling the inside of his thigh to wake him up. Like that wasn't me trying to be sexual. But now that I think about it, I was like, well, I sexually assaulted the man. He was sleeping, and I was tickling the inside of his thigh, trying to mess with him. That is sexual assault. Well, uh, no. do I have to go turn myself in, or should I wait for he turn, for him to See, turn? See, that's me in? the thing. I feel like it's so difficult to tell. I don't know. Be- I mean, some. 
I don't know. It's so, look, it's so hard to know. And you, by the way, you need to be following us on social media. Although after this conversation, you may choose you to unfollow. Just, yeah, unfollow, <laughs> delete the podcast. Hey, Frage, H-E-Y-F-R-A-S-E on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, Frage Show on Snapchat. Sammy is under all of them under the S-A-M-Y-K. Uh, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, I do yeah. want to read one um, Yeah, one more email. story. Yeah, yeah. go for it. This goes with sexual assault as well. All right. Well, do you have the emails there? Well, I, not really sexual assault, but this is from a fan. Yeah, let me get let me get the uh, get this, by the way. God, we're keeping the show positive and upbeat today. <laughs> I think it's the heat in here, man. The heat in here makes us all just pissy. No, I think today's show is great. I think, if anything, it's really what we do, which is real. We have some real decisions to make. Oh. I think, if anything, I'm just, you know, I'm not feeling any better about this because I, I don't know, I'm really tortured by it. Because I feel like sometimes am I holding myself back from achieving the level of success that we really want because I can cho- continue to just choose safe. You got to grab your future by the, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, well, please. I'm ready to grab it by the pussy. I'm grabbing myself. <clears throat> This is from a listener who wants to go anonymous. To my fave podcasters, Aww. I feel obligated to tell you that I had a not-so-PG dream about Sammy K. Yo, what's up, girl? I have a boyfriend of two and a half years and Aww. love him dearly. But damn, do I crush on Sammy. Yeah, way to think this was... I'm sorry. Um, I have been known to have a thing for Arab men, although my current boy is as white as Sarah. That is all. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> Oh, well, that's good. So you're into mochas. You're into cappuccinos, as I like to call us. Yeah. We're a good cappuccino, Sarah, you know? A deep, dark coffee for the base, but really, you know, nice and creamy on top. Don't you love that? I mean, I think that is so good. Like... That, what, that people look, no, that people are having is, dreams about this you. This is my demise in life. They're like, Sammy, I just had the hottest dream about you. I would totally make out with you. I would totally go home with you. But I have a boyfriend. And I was like, well, guys, that's horrible. That's like saying, that's like, like, oh my God, I just spent all day long making this beautiful, delicious dinner, Sarah, blah, 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 but you can't have any. It's like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Hey, believe me, I'm, I'm with you because I'm going to be very single very soon. I'm taking a break from my relationship and I am going to go out and live a year of my life and do whatever I want. Aren't you worried that Dan's bugging your apartment right now? And he's actually <laughs> no, this, this I've told right him. Now. So you've told him yep. this? I'm going to be pansexual. I am taking a break. And I might, I might lose it today because I'm not even sure what we're going to do about this opportunity. I don't know if I can go on. Could someone, If someone can email me and provide us video and editing, then I'm going to say fuck it and do this article. Really? Yeah. Um, just so you know, you have about one hour to figure that out. I know, so. just about one hour. So that's it. Uh, tomorrow on the show, you are not going to want to miss it. We have an incredible guest, Clinton Yates, who has been a long time. I believe he started at the Washington Post, right? Mm-hmm. He's now on ESPN. He's going to be on the show. We're going to be revisiting our conversation on Colin Kaepernick. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, you probably heard her comments about it, saying yeah. that Kaepernick's um, protest of the American flag is ridiculous. Um I obviously, you know my comments. I made some comments questioning it as well a couple weeks ago, which a lot of people were not happy about. So Clinton Yates is here. He's going to talk to us a lot about sports. Sarah and Sammy talk sports. I was actually thinking, Sarah, for your year off, you should also take up the pan flute. Oh, I love this. This so is my that dream. Way, you could be a pan flute pansexual. I'm going to be a flautist. And then you should name, you change your name. Sarah oh, Actually, fuck that. You should move to Panama City. Pay the pan, play the pan flute. Pay the, I can't even say this. Panama City with the pan flute as a pansexual. Just throwing it out there, Sarah. Okay. It's up to you. What do you think? Yeah. Good? Yes, oh my god, no? I would love to be a flautist so much. Sarah Flautist. Really? Yeah. It's a bunch of skin jokes I could have made right there. <laughs> but I'm gonna stay away from those ones. Manana, you all please email us. Save us. Give me your good vibes. Sarah at HeyFresh.com. Say a prayer. What are we doing? Bye! Bye.